feisty, fearless, and fair, telling all sides of the story. This is the Rita Cosby Show. Official President Donald Trump is going to run again. And boy, I thought President Donald Trump came across as incredibly presidential tonight in his announcement. I thought he came across very clear, very forward looking, very positive. And all I kept thinking is when I was listening to him make his announcement, if he can keep this tone. And this perspective of it's not my campaign, it is our campaign. Now he also can say, listen, this is what happened under my watch. There were no wars. The economy was doing well. Um, America was respected all over the world. And then he said, look what has happened in two short years. He can make a very stark contrast between he and President Biden. And before, he couldn't necessarily do that. He would say, this is what I want to do. Um, And now people can say, boy, what a contrast between President Trump and President Biden. You can really see the difference of what very different leadership styles can mean for America and our perspective in the world and the way that we are respected or not so much so in the world. And so I thought... Listening to the president when he made this announcement, I thought he was compelling. I thought he was actually very presidential. I thought he was very positive. And I thought if he can keep this tone, he will be absolutely a force to be reckoned with. And I think that he could absolutely secure the nomination and the presidency if he can just kind of stay in this lane, stay on message, stay positive. Talk about his accomplishments, not just domestically, but internationally. And boy, what a time there is to be able to contrast that. And then talk about what has happened in just two short years. I thought one of the most powerful things he said was, look what can happen in two more years under President Biden. But I thought hearing President Trump make this announcement, he stayed kind of on message. I thought very clearly on message. Talked about issues. Again, didn't say, I'm doing this for me. He said, I'm doing this for our country. I'm doing this for the unsung heroes. I'm doing this for police officers. I'm doing it for Hispanics. I'm doing it for African Americans. I'm doing it for the working man and woman. I'm doing it for the unsung heroes out there. I'm doing it for our country. Our country deserves to be great again. I thought it was incredibly forward-looking And I thought very presidential. And I thought it was really the best of President Trump. And if he can just keep on this message, I thought he is a force to absolutely be reckoned with. And I think he's going to be hard to beat if he can just kind of stay in this lane, stay positive, stay again, looking ahead, talking about what he did and what he will do. 
He reminded everybody of his business background. How great would it be to have somebody who understands economics in the White House? And he also talked about energy independence, saying we are on the verge of being energy dominant. And this new president, President Biden, took it all away. Talked about how President Biden can't remember what country he's in. And yet when President Trump was there, countries were making deals. They were paying their fair share of NATO. They were doing a whole bunch of things that they weren't doing before. And he said the world was much more respectful of America because they respected him. They understood that he represented America. And I thought he was very forceful, and I thought it was incredibly powerful. And I think he is going to be very hard to beat if he can stay on this message. What are your thoughts, everybody? It's 1-800-848-9222, 1-800-848-9222. Here he is just a little bit ago, President Trump making the announcement uh, that many people have been waiting to hear. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for President of the United States. He is also saying that I am representing America. I am going to go in and I'm going to fight my heart out. And when you hear him say that, he has such conviction in his voice. Um, He sure sounds like a fighter and he sounds like he is ready to get in the ring. I told all of you I had dinner with the president. I was at a gala with him just on Sunday night and he and I had a chance to talk. He sounded like he was going to go for it. He didn't make any big proclamation, but he sure sounded like a man who was looking at where the country is right now and seeing a country that has declined economically, that has declined in world stature. He's worried about what happened, uh, especially with Ukraine. He's disgusted, as most of us are, at what's happened with Afghanistan. And tonight he recited a litany of accomplishments, and it was quite compelling. I mean, you sit there and you go, yeah, gosh, we did have it really good there. We did have it really good there. We did have it really good there. I think he can make a case, and I think he can win. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Here he is saying that I will speak for all of you, and I will fight for this country. But just as I promised in 2016, I am your voice. I am your voice. The Washington establishment wants to silence us, but we will not let them do that. What we have built together over the past six years is the greatest movement in history because it is not about politics. It's about our love for this great country, America, and we're not going to let it fail. I am running because I believe the world has not yet seen the true glory of what this nation can be. We have not reached that pinnacle, believe it or not. In fact, we can go very far. We're going to have to go far. First, we have to get out of this ditch. 
And once we're out, you'll see things that nobody imagined for any country. It's called the United States of America, and it's an incredible place. And my favorite part, I think, was almost towards the beginning, where he said, look at where we are. You just heard him say America's sort of in a ditch. And then he said this moment, he said, the great, basically, return of America's glory begins at this moment. Take a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, distinguished guests and my fellow citizens, America's comeback starts right now. America's comeback starts right now. This sounded like a president who was ready to fight. He sounded energized. He sounded presidential. And he also, yeah, he took swipes at President Biden. There were a few of those. But he didn't take swipes at, you know, at DeSantis. You didn't hear him take swipes at Youngkin. You didn't hear him take swipes at all those others. That may come. Of course, it's going to be a messy and tumble primary if they decide to get into the ring. But it's an interesting strategy to do it now. He sets the table. He establishes he is the guy to beat. Do you want to get in the ring or do you not want to get in the ring? Because I'm going to put you up against the ropes is basically what, you know, is the message from what we've seen in the last few days. And he clearly said that I cannot handle, America cannot handle Biden. Again, imagine what this country is going to look like in two more years. It's bad enough now, and it's going to get a lot worse, sadly, because there are two more years of Biden And he is the guy who can fight and turn this around. He said, I am fighting for you. I am delivering for the forgotten man and woman. And I thought that was absolutely powerful. And boy, are we going to need a fighter right now. This is no time for wimps or mamsy pamsies. And he sure as hell sounded like he's ready to get in the ring and to fight. And he said, despite everything that happened to me, doesn't matter. I love this country and America can be even greater than it was before. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Huge announcement just a little bit ago from President Trump. Um, let's go to uh, let's go to Christine on line seven. Christine, your thoughts about what you just heard from President Trump just a few minutes ago. I am absolutely thrilled. Thank God for this country, for my fellow Americans, for everything. He's hope. And I certainly plan to vote for him, fight for him every which way I can. And we are so lucky to have him. Yeah, And you know what? He sounded optimistic, Christine. I thought his tone was one of very positive, um, very um, uh, forward-looking, too. And also, you know what's interesting, Christine? He also talked about... We can't just critique people. We have to have an alternate plan. And that, I think, is also the message from the midterms, because there were a lot of candidates that were trashing other candidates on the Republican side, but yet didn't have a template or a plan for voters to look forward. And he was very forward looking tonight. I mean, he talked about, you know, things he would do with China, talked about going back to the border um, you know, in terms of securing it again, um, talked about same day voting, saying, you know, didn't talk about fraud, but he said, let's make sure people have same day voting, confidence, faith in the process. Here's what I do with economy. Here's what I do with this. I thought it was incredibly tangible and incredibly positive, Christine. 
I agree with you 100%. And this is a president that fulfills his promises. He does what he says he's going to do. And I think he has a great love for this country. He's not a politician. He's a, 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 a patriotic American, and that's what we need right now. We've had enough of ruination and disaster. I was miserable when uh, Zeldin didn't get the governorship. And the next thing I hear is a couple of killings in Manhattan, people on the west side shot, a girl dragged by the neck. I mean, I am so sick of this. And to hear uh, Donald Trump and, and his clarity, his eloquence, his plan, uh, I am just thrilled. Uh, this made up for everything. I just love that man. And I love my country the way I loved my family and uh, my fellow Americans. And this is the best thing that could happen to us. All right, Christine, thank you very much. And by the way, I love that patriotic spirit, too. Thank you very much. Let's go to David in Delaware. David, your thoughts. Line five, your thoughts about it all. The only thing that uh, I wish uh, happened sooner was uh, the presidential election. I'd like to get him in here much more sooner. His views on everything. I mean, he covered everything. These are the most key points to why he was the best president that there ever has been. To be able to communicate with different countries that were on the verge of war and the verge of making things worse for the American people. And he dumbed it down and made them come to us and ask for our help. Yet Biden turned around and turned everything and dumped it down. And now there's war in Ukraine. Now China's about to retaliate against Taiwan. Now everything's about to go down. Once Trump is come, comes back in, I believe we are going to set this record straight and we are going to turn these voters, especially these Gen Z's. They're going to see that, look, we are going to be affected if we keep going with the Democratic Party. What's your thoughts? Yeah, I think, by the way, that I think a lot of people, even some of the young people are going, hey, wait, 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 where's my free uh, student loan bailout? And they're realizing that that was a bunch of hogwash that President Biden, I think, always knew that it would be challenged in the courts, which it has been. It's been struck down now twice. And I think they're starting to realize, well, maybe that was a promise to maybe get my vote. Um, They may get their bailout, but guess what? They're going to they don't understand that they're going to pay it in their taxes. Well, that's the other thing, too. But they may not even get the bailout, David, too, based on the way the courts are going. Based on the way that yes, yes, the house the house looks good. I wish to goodness that we would get the Senate as well. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Least obviously, Nancy Pelosi will be out of there. Yep, and in fact, Nancy Pelosi, David, thank you very much. Nancy Pelosi is apparently overseas too, already on a trip. Um, but uh, it looks like, according to some estimates, it's not official yet, but it's you know pretty much a certainty uh, that the GOP will take the House. They're one seat away, but it looks like it's about to turn. Some places are saying it's happened. Others are still waiting. But for the most part, people are still waiting that it's one seat away. But of course, the Republicans are right there on the cusp of it all. And then it means investigations. Then it means, hey, let's finally get some answers. I mean, even the fact that President Trump, it was refreshing to hear our president talk about the border, talk about police, 
talk about China and the Wuhan lab, you know, basically talking about the COVID, you know. Uh, I mean, you didn't even hear this president doesn't even want to talk about it. And to hear him praising law enforcement and those of public service saying our our military that were let go would come back again, that we'll, he'll make sure. I mean, how nice to feel a president that appreciates that. And we're going to continue your calls after the break, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. President Trump makes his announcement. It's official. He is running again. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Believe it or not, that is how many days uh, we have until Election Day. Isn't that astounding? 721 days. And it's going to be action-packed as of what happened just in the last hour or so. And that is because President Trump has thrown his hat in the ring and declared that basically he is the guy to beat, being the first person to officially announce that they are running for president in 2024. Remember, Biden hasn't even said he said he's going to talk to his family uh, between Thanksgiving and Christmas. He's going to try to figure out what country he's in. And then maybe he'll come back to us with that. But boy, times are wild. And President Trump sounded again, I thought, very presidential. Uh, He also said that he has been saddened to see how low this country has become since he left in the last two years in terms of Energy now dependence, us begging for oil, uh, our economy, inflation, border wide open, uh, Ukraine, the dismal withdrawal of Afghanistan. And this is how he feels the country has looked since he left office. Something is wrong with their thinking under Biden and the radical Democrats. America has been mocked, derided and brought to its knees, perhaps like never before. But we are here tonight to declare that it does not have to be this way. What are your thoughts about President Trump? Is he now clearly the guy to beat for 2024? Do you think there'll be others throwing their hat in the ring? And what did you think of his speech? I thought it was actually positive, forward-looking, and again, I use the term very presidential. It felt more State of the Union-y than sort of a campaign speech. And I thought if he can stay here in this lane, this will be a huge success for him in the race. Uh, Let's go to Pete, line eight. Pete, your thoughts about this? Hey, Rita, I was glued to the TV set. I actually pressed my nose against it. He spoke so, what's that word, Renee? Extemporaneous. Extemporaneous. And uh, he had no no cue cards to look at, no... uh, uh, whatever they call that thing that rolls with yeah, the no prompter. Yeah, you know what? No you know prompter. what, Pete? You and Renee, obviously, team effort there. I think your point's a good one, and it reminded me. Oh boy, what a contrast it is between this president and pre- President Biden. Just the energy, and like you talked about, the extemporaneous, the acuity, um, the delivery, the savoir faire. Um, And just the way he was able to speak off the cuff, speak so passionately, clarity, eloquence. There's a lot of words I'd use there. And what a contrast from the president that we have in office now who can't figure out which hand to shake or which stage to get off of. Wow. 
I thought it was Blockbuster. And when we come back, we're going to talk to senior Trump advisor Boris Epstein. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show presents Back the Blue. And in tonight's Back the Blue segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, which I love doing every night where we honor our great law enforcement and, of course, their families. A powerful story coming from Medina, Ohio, where an Ohio police officer thought she was responding to what was a typical police call. But instead, she found herself delivering a healthy baby girl in the foyer of a home. Officer Lauren Brooks was honored by the Cleveland Clinic and others just a few days ago for her quick and focused response to the October 21st delivery of baby Estrella. Uh, She said, it was so unexpected. I was not anticipating it all. I thought I was just going to be another medic on another regular call. I just wanted to make sure that the baby was healthy and the mom was healthy. It was an incredible experience, definitely one of a lifetime. Baby Estrella's parents, Diane and Tima uh, Bankohu, just made their way to the United States because they were escaping war-torn Ukraine in September. They were staying at the home of a family relative when the little baby decided to make an early entrance into the world. And the family said, we are so thankful for Officer Brooks. She was a blessing to us. We're trying to get her to the hospital, the little baby. She got to the car and she said, no, this is not going to happen. I need to go back. Uh, the baby came forward. Thank God. Uh, little baby Estrella is doing well and healthy, as is also the mom. And again, thanks to the great, great work of Officer Lauren Brooks. And of course, we are always so, so grateful to our great officers and, of course, their families. And uh, by the way, joining us in just about five, ten minutes, we're going to have um, we're going to have Boris Epstein. He is senior advisor to President Trump. He's going to be calling in shortly uh, from Mar-a-Lago, I understand, because he was right there when that announcement happened. So, boy, is this going to be an interesting, fabulous time to hear his thoughts of that announcement. He is a senior advisor to President Trump, has been with him every step of the way. And it's going to be interesting to hear his perspectives about this historic speech that just happened a little bit ago with President Trump announcing he is running for president in 2024. Again, Boris Epstein, senior advisor to President Trump, will be joining us in just about five to ten minutes. In the meantime, I want to get your thoughts about President Trump's big speech Here's a little bit more of it where he basically said things have been a mess since he left office and President Biden has really set the country back in so many ways. So from now until Election Day in 2024, which will come very quickly, we'll go look at how time flies. Look how fast it's all going. I will fight like no one has ever fought before. We will defeat the radical left Democrats that are trying to destroy our country from within and likewise protect us all. We want to protect us. We have to be protected from all of those nations out there that are looking to destroy us from beyond our shores. There are lots of nations that hate us gravely. 
And that's the problem. When they look at us in disarray like we are right now, when we go to them begging for oil and we have more liquid gold under our feet than they have or any other nation has, and we don't use it because we're going to them, it's crazy what's happening. We can't let it continue. Joe Biden is the face of left-wing failure and Washington corruption. Very powerful statements. And he talked about critical race theory. He also talked about the DOJ uh, going after individuals, talked about the deep state, talked about unnecessary wars, saying, listen, under my tenure, there have there was not unnecessary wars. He talked about pulling out, as we know, uh, how Americans had not been killed um, in service for a long, long time, that it was basically one of the longest peacetimes of any modern president. And it was a sharp contrast to, as we are hearing tonight, of a Russian missile that went into Poland, which is, of course, NATO territory. And you think about, boy, how complex and how crazy the world is right now uh, between what's happening in Russia, Ukraine, the concerns about China. Uh, It doesn't look like President Biden had any spine when he was talking to President Xi. So it looks like when you're looking at all of these layers and then you're looking at an open border, you're looking at skyrocketing inflation, so many problems, crime, our police not feeling respected. President Trump can say, listen, under my tenure, things were so much better. And boy, they were. And look, I can do it again and I can go even further. It was very forward looking and very positive here, by the way, here is President Trump saying also that this movement that he is now throwing his ring into again is not about him. It's about America. Take a listen. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. It is not about me. It is about the country. It is not my campaign. It is our campaign. I thought it was incredibly well done, incredibly inspiring. And I thought just the perfect note, if he can stay on this message, I think no one can beat him. And joining us now is somebody who was right there when the announcement just came down a little bit ago. He is senior advisor to President Trump, Boris Epstein. Boris, great to have you here on the show. Thanks so much for joining us, my friend. Rita, pleasure to be with you. It's an honor, honor to be here at Mar-a-Lago. President Trump taking down the House tonight in a historic speech. It is absolutely bar none, and it marks the beginning of taking our country back. It's an honor to be here. Yeah, what was it like being in the room? I was watching it, Boris, first of all, and you probably heard what my reaction. I thought he sounded so presidential, so forward-looking, so positive about the country. What was the mood in the room, and what was the reaction in the room when he finally said, I am announcing I am running for president again? Exuberant, jubilant, positive, optimistic, excited, every positive adjective I can can use, and most importantly, forward-looking. We're looking forward to us saving our country looking forward to us taking America back and making America great again, as President Trump said. You know, what a contrast, too, as we were watching him and hearing just his clarity. You know it all too well, Boris. I mean, he was so extemporaneous, uh, eloquent, um, quippy, um, on mark, clear, clarity. And I thought, boy, what a stark contrast from the president we have in the White House now. Um, And I thought 
he just laid it all out. It's I, sometimes you know it's like uh, you see uh, we all knew what a great speaker President Trump was and is, but it just reminded everybody again. I think people out there listening were like, "Wow, look at what a contrast it is to see somebody who's positive about the country, talking about great about our police, talking about fighting crime, protecting our borders, caring about America." Um, it, was there the sense there in the room too that um, that boy, there's a lot to go after after what's happened in the last two years? No doubt about it. President Trump today brought leadership, she brought honesty, she brought positivity, and he brought a sense that the best days of America really are in front of her. We can get back to strong borders, to a strong economy, to full spectrum energy dominance, to be respected all over the world. We just sitting around on the be with you. It's a huge night, and we look forward to a campaign that is optimistic, that is American, and that is winning. Thank you so much. And Boris, thank you very much. I know you got to go. Um, I love you, and we really appreciate you. And uh, and the president hit it out of the park. It was so great to have you here, Boris. Please give him my best. And he love just a plus, a plus, Boris. Thank you so much, Rita. We love you. We love your listeners. And God bless to all of you. Thank you so much. Thank Bye-bye. you so much, Boris Epstein, senior advisor to President Trump. Wow, what a great thing to be able to have him call. And he's there in Mar-a-Lago with this major, major historic announcement. President Trump announcing that he is now going to run again. Uh, Boris giving us a sense on the ground just of the optimism, the excitement, um, and also just the clarity and the vision of this president. And forward-looking, as you just heard from Boris. Um, who knows all too well sort of the the backstory of this president and the backstory into the speech that went into tonight. Probably just a few notes in front of the president because he was clearly speaking extemporaneously and spoke freely, spoke clarity, spoke strength um, and spoke about pride of this country. I found it refreshing again because I love this country, everybody. And to me, it was nice to hear that thrill sort of and that excitement from the White House and somebody who really talks about America being in the lead, leading the charge, but also being a peacemaker too in the world too. And the president reminding everybody that during his tenure, uh, things were a lot more peaceful and that many countries feared us. That's indeed true. And in fact, he even talked about Ukraine, how a lot of people both on both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, have said since the invasion of Ukraine that that would not have happened under this president. And when you heard him tonight, you could understand why. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to, let's go to uh, Tom in Ohio. Tom, your thoughts about all this tonight. What did you you think we just heard from Boris, who literally is right there with the president? Rita, I got to tell you, I'm sitting here, uh, looking at winter for the next week or two, and this is a very warm night. Uh, I I got I, I was a Democrat most of my life. I came from a Democrat family. I started to see within the second term of Bill Clinton, I didn't want to stay a Democrat. I was sort of a third party for a while. I became a Republican and saw what you know what was happening with a President Bob Dole because he was presidential, and the same with John McCain, presidential, and Mitt Romney he was pre- presidential, and they were all losers. Donald Trump came along, and it's the first time in my life where I am proud of my and confident in my vote. Now, two things about this: number one, 
I was sitting here, and, and I'm alone tonight, so nobody, you know, my my only witness is God. But when he hit that point, I, I was clapping several times and, and heavily clapping when he was hit certain points. But when he hit the point about cleaning out Washington D.C. in terms of the, you know, obviously the, the Justice Department and the FBI and so forth, and then also going after Congress in terms of. Uh, 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 term limits or trying to get term limits and trying to get the election straightened around. I, I was standing on my feet clapping. And, and I, I got to I gotta say this, too. I mean, I, I, I was a Republican, and I'm still going to vote Republican because obviously he's in the Republican Party. I like the MAGA agenda, and I carried that moniker for a while. But I am coining a phrase over the last several days. In fact, I was on one syndicated program nationally, called in and used it, and one locally yesterday. And today you're the third person that's hearing this. But I consider myself a Trumplican. And I'm I'm emphasizing that because you've got all these Johnny-come-latelys trying to elbow him out of the way and undermine him to replace him. And, yeah, they may copy him, but they are not Trump. The only person that's going to fix this country right now is Donald Trump, because I firmly believe that the main thing we got to get straightened around first is that deep state and the swamp. We've got to take care of those first, because, Rita, that goes back decades. We still don't know who killed John Kennedy. I mean, there, there are documents there that are, that are uh, blackened out. They still don't release them. And by the way, by the way, I would love to see some of those documents. I don't want to go too far back, no, but, no, but, but that's it. an interesting. But, you know, you hit on a, a powerful point, Tom, about the term limits. I thought it was really interesting. And, and what is so kind of classic Trump, Tom, is that he talked about something that, you know, that's basically many people in Washington, Republicans and Democrats, where he said, yeah, there should be term limits. He also said he wants to block it. Basically, there should be a ban on those lobbying who are former members of Congress, because what happens is people on both sides of the aisle suddenly like maybe make decisions a certain way or curry favor with certain groups. So as soon as they get out, they're hired by these big firms and get paid tons of money. Well, how is that clearly going to obviously influence their decisions? Sadly, while they're in Congress, it shouldn't. But it does because they know they've got a big paycheck coming out of it. So he's taken both parties head on to say, I'm here for the American people. I mean, some of the things I thought were incredibly bold um, and also cross or go across party line, you know, and, and the deep state and all these things saying, you know, we need to stop these these sort of war machines, these not, you know, un, you know, wars that we don't need to do. I mean, a lot of things. That people on, you know, you might say on both sides of the aisle have a vested interest, if you will. And um, and I think it's very courageous. It was very classic Trump, very America first. And yet, at the other hand, also said that, you know, Putin wouldn't have gone into Ukraine. You know, um, that that he you know, that people feared him, that people respected America and they respected Trump, that that combination was so important to keep the world a safer place. And boy, Tom, you can look at the place right now. You can look at what's going on with, you know, I I was disgusted after the meeting that President Biden had with President Xi. They have three hours face to face. And our president doesn't even have the guts to talk 
about the Wuhan lab or the coronavirus origins and just in general, whether you mention the lab or not, you don't even say the word coronavirus. It killed one million people in America alone. And think of how many other millions around the globe. I mean, that is that is shameful. And he doesn't even talk about fentanyl. That's that's attacking, you know, our young people coming from China through our southern border. And then today we heard Mayorkas, this bunch of hogwash today. And we're going to talk about this later. Mayorkas, oh, the border's secure. The border's fine. I'm not going anybody where. Defiant. I mean, it's outrageous what has happened to our national security and our national standing around the world. And so for me, it was refreshing to see a president who is unabashed and and proud of this country and proud to protect this country and also proud to protect the world. Because, you know, he wasn't so much of an isolationist by any means. He talked about just how important it is for America to be strong first, but for America to be strong for the world, too, to represent freedom. And and I thought he was so spot on. Tom, thank you. Great stuff. Let's go to Dom in Minnesota. Dom, your thoughts about uh, what I thought was a blockbuster speech tonight from President Trump. And he is all in, Dom. Yes, absolutely, Rita. Trump sounded very presidential. Passionate, convincing, and declared it as our campaign, not mine. Well, it almost sounds like he might have turned into Rita Cosby and heard you and me talk and ran with it. Hey, <laughs> it, by the way, if he heard you, he'd hear some good rhymes because you always yeah. have good rhymes, Dom. <laughs> yeah, so, well, you know, so I just wanted to say Obama ran on hope and change and gave us dope and pain. But... <laughs> Trump, Trump is running on real hope and change without even mentioning it because 70 million Americans know he can deliver. That's the secret of his. He doesn't have to say it. He's got a record. So what he reminded us in that speech is that you don't have to sound like a college professor with complex words to impress people. You just need to be truthful, honest, and passionate. And and, he, and also sounded like a leader, Dom. You know, yes, I, you is. know. I, to me, I, every time I see President Biden, he doesn't inspire strength. You know, even when he tries to sound strong, he fumbles and can't remember if it's Cambodia or Colombia. You can't remember if it's, you know, Fallujah or Ukraine. I mean, it's like, oh, my gosh. Right. So there was it was nice to see a president who was clear, concise, strong, proud of his country. Proud of standing for all Americans. Uh, you know, you can see that that's the guy that we see here is the guy that's in the room against from President Xi and elsewhere. All of that is so, so important and could not be more clear and more stark of a contrast from what we have now. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. And President Trump proclaiming just a few minutes ago he is running for president in 2024. Clear, concise, talking about America. I thought he was right on the money. Let's go to Stan in Forest Hills. Line four. Stan, your thoughts about this? He was rambling, didn't follow the speech, 
was talking this, talking that. Yeah, I figured he was going to announce. I'm okay, he announced. Rambling. Stan, oh, yeah, wait, he was wait. rambling. Oh. He didn't follow the speech. Stan. He did it, then he went off it, then he Stan, went back to it. Your, your president, um, Biden, who I know you've talked about before, that's rambling. That guy doesn't even know what country he's in. If he's in Colombia or if he's in Cambodia, he doesn't know if he's, you know, which hemisphere he's in. And okay. this, and I, I will say, and you heard what I said, Stan, he was clear, he was crisp, he talked off the cuff. Biden could never do that. There's no way. I mean, and I'm sad to say that, Stan, but this guy, there is such a disparity between their intellectual grasp of communicating. I mean, for separate the policy, Stan. I know you are not a fan of Trump's, but there is no way President Biden could have delivered that speech. He couldn't have done five minutes of that energy. Go ahead. Intellectual grasp. Is that what you think this guy has? Man, are you out of out of touch? Well, no, I think he, I think he, I think he had accomplishments to talk about. He is clearly a good speaker. He's a great communicator, and and Biden is meandering. He's shaking hands with nobody off the stage. He doesn't know where he's going half the time. And now Trump can also say, "Look at the difference." Do Do you think America's better now, Stan? Economy standing in the world. Uh, our yeah, borders? In the world, we're okay. We're okay in the world. What's the pro- who? Who doesn't like? They prefer him than they prefer Trump. They're so happy they're not dealing with him. Yeah, yeah. By the way, you're right. Putin is happier to be dealing with Biden. So is President Xi. Anybody who wants to do us harm is much happier that Biden's in power because he's a pushover. Stan, you're absolutely correct. That I doubt that he's a pushover. We've shown he's shown his. Strength. You doubt he's a pushover? He said. He said to Putin, "You know what." If there's a minor incursion, then maybe we won't do anything. Surprise, in surprise. Putin goes always. in the past. It's not yes, in the past for are. Ukraine. Yeah, Ukraine. Ukraine is getting I'll pounded. Ukraine. Oh, hang on one second, Stan. Ukraine is right now fighting for its survival. There are just missiles that went into my father's homeland of Poland. And you're sitting here telling me, oh, oh, that's just a silly line. Well, it wasn't a silly line. Vladimir Putin got a green light. And he is walking all over America right now. And he's walking all over Ukraine because we have a weak president. Weakness begets weakness. And we saw strength tonight. And America is finding that incredibly refreshing. Whether you do or not, America wants to win. We're going to continue with our calls after the break, whether Stan wants to or not. 1-800-848-9222. And everybody, you are listening to The Rita Cosby Show. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Well, President Trump is in it to win it, making his announcement just a little bit ago. And I want to play a little bit more because he really sounded not like a man focused on himself, but focused on the country. Take a listen to how he said this is not his movement. It is our movement. This will not be my campaign. This will be our campaign altogether. Very much looking at the country, saying it is time to make America great again and time to make America 
prosperous again. He said, boy, look at what's happened. Open borders, uh, the wars that have been happening now, uh, the problems domestically, crime skyrocketing, so many issues. And he said, listen, I am a businessman and I had two very strong economies pre and post COVID and I can do it again. Take a listen. To every worker and family struggling to survive in the Biden economy with inflation destroying your family and your life, this campaign will be for you. Help is on the way. Help is on the way. Just try to hang in there for two more years with this Biden presidency. And he also said that now that he has proclaimed he is running again, that he is determined to win and to make sure that President Biden doesn't have a second term. I will ensure that Joe Biden does not receive four more years in 2020. Can't do it. Can't do it. Can't do it. And this is former White House Deputy Press Secretary Hogan Gidley defining how President Trump is clearly the man at the front of the arena. Look, Ron DeSantis is a good governor, but Donald Trump was a great president. And the fact of the matter is, I'm going to quote someone that is probably rarely quoted on your wonderful show, and that is the nature boy, Ric Flair, the world-class wrestler, who said, to be the man, you got to beat the man. And right now, I don't know anyone who can beat the man because the man is Donald Trump. By the way, I like Ric Flair. I went to Afghanistan with Ric Flair uh, when I went over there and covered the troops when I was at NBC. Ric Flair was great. We had a flight together in Afghanistan. We flew all the way over together. We had a great, great time. And uh, Ric Flair is one of the great, great ones. I love that he quoted him. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to BJ, line four. BJ, I thought President Trump was spot on. If he can stay in this lane, stay positive, stay focused, stay accomplishment-driven, and clear what he would do, what he has done, uh, I think uh, he's a formidable force in this, and I think he's the guy to beat. I think he can he can win it if he stays on message, BJ. He is, uh, and that's why you're the smartest lady on radio, because you and I agree. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> he, I got emotional listening to him because he knows how the people have suffered under this administration and under these blue states and these blue state governors. He also he he was so, I mean he has evolved into a statesman so beautifully. He 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 hit all the bases. He talked about how how we were attacked by China, uh, how uh, there are people within our our government uh, who just they they're letting this happen to us. And they're not doing anything. How he also spoke about how he had good relationships with other other nations, even though their their philosophies and ideologies were diametrically opposed. He, uh, uh, he it was very Reagan esque. I got very emotional, especially when he said, "This is about us." And you know, the truth is the truth the, the the truth is a certain ring to it, Rita. You know, the truth is is that he doesn't have to do this. He can stay in Mar-a-Lago. He can start other businesses. He can do whatever he wants. He could sell a book if he wanted to. But no, the mark of a statesman is the way our founding fathers who signed the Declaration of Independence under the threat of execution by the King of England. They put their name on that paper and they want John Hancock signed it the biggest because he wanted the king to know who signed it. 
And this is he puts the man puts his money where his mouth is. And that's why it's going to we're going to bounce right back once he gets in. But he also talked about this, this, these horrible mail in ballots and how they've turned our elections into into uh, election season, which is this is this is how they're taking over our country. And it's got to stop. So I was very moved, very, very inspired. It's it's been it's been a long time since I've heard a, a positive message like this. You know, um, it was interesting, BJ, because you're right. Um, when he talked about uh, the ballots, I thought it was interesting that he didn't really kind of get into the, you know the the fraud claims that we've heard him in the past. Yeah. He said there should be. And I think actually it was very effective what he said tonight. And yes. I think he should stay. Very in, smart. Yeah, very smart. And he needs to sort of stay there because after what we saw with Arizona and Nevada, he basically said there should be one day of voting. People should know at the end of yes. the night. Um, and he said there should be paper ballots. So it's clear there's a track record. And he said there should be ID that, you know, and I think yes. a lot of people listening are going, yeah, that that makes sense. You know, he said you shouldn't have to wait you know, a week to get the results. He didn't talk about like sort of the uh, legitimacy or illegitimacy, any of those things. And I think it was it was exactly where I think a lot of people in America listening say, yeah, that makes sense. Um, and also it's tangible too, BJ. You know, BJ, I want to play another thing too. This is where he talked about sure. police and he talked about crime and he talked about sort of safety. And that was refreshing because, you know, so often um, we're hearing you know, we talked about young people and, and roles and things they can aspire to, because we've heard this president and I'm talking about our, you know, President Biden. Um, I, I, I've never been so disgusted when he started talking about, oh, you know, Republicans are a threat to democracy. And then when he, he and Kamala Harris basically said police are racist, you know, essentially it just it was yeah. so horrible. Here is President Trump's uh, version of of appreciating law enforcement. And he also talked about the military, too. But take a listen to this. It's a job for every aspiring young person and every hardworking parent, for every entrepreneur and underappreciated police officer who is ready to shout for safety in America. The police are being treated so badly. These are great people. They can straighten out the crime. They're the ones that know how to do it. We have to give them back their respect and their dignity. Bravo. BJ, yeah. when I heard that, yeah. I was like, bravo. Thank we need it. Why, why yes. can't Bi- Biden doesn't even come close to that in terms of appreciating no. police? No. And I'll tell you why, because Donald Trump uh, knows, uh, you know, he lived, uh, he bear witness like us all to 9-11. We watched firemen and police and first responders put the, uh, uh, put, uh, the, the lives of others before theirs and, and they saved them. And I, you know, he knows that, that that we can't convince people to do that if we treat them badly. They won't do it. It's not a natural thing. Uh, so he he knows that the this, 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 the police and the first responders are sacred, and we have to support them and we have to stand by them, and uh, we have to pray for them too. We ha- we have to be on their side. And when we find bad ones, we have to remove them. You know, that's that's key, too, because no, that, uh, every that, institution for is, sure. is filled with them. For sure. And by but, the way, the good ones don't want bad ones in there either, exactly. you know, because they know it brings them down. BJ, thank you. Yes. You are so awesome. I'm so glad we got a chance to talk tonight. Uh, let's go to Judith. Line five. Judith, your thoughts about President Trump tonight. 
Hey, uh, Rita, let me tell you something. I told your screener, I said, I like the fact that he said about the paper ballots, the same day voting and results midnight. Okay, I love that. I was applauding for that. And you know something, Rita, I can kind of tell that he is hurting, but he's hurting for the country, not for himself. He's like her. You could see that. You could see that. At the same time, he did say that he didn't he doesn't need this and he didn't need the first time either. He was perfectly comfortable. He's not someone that came in like a pauper. He came with like billions of dollars, a billionaire, he, you know, so like he's really doing this to fight for this country. He needs all of us to fight with him. He's just one man. But I want to tell you something else, Rita. When you take experience and success, this trumps all other candidates that want to come in and experiment. OK, like, you know, these uh, other candidates want to come in because this man has done it for four years. He's proven that he was successful. He has the experience. He's got the connections now. He's revving to go, and I think he's the man that can do it. He's like the quarterback. He's the one. What was interesting, you heard what um, Hogan Gidley said. I just played it, Judith, where he said, uh, uh, to be the man, uh, you know, you have to beat the man. Uh, what you have, to, uh, you have to be the man. Uh, to be the man, you have to beat the man. I was trying to remember how Ric Flair said it. <laughs> you know, um, the famous, famous iconic wrestler, right, uh, with the golden hair. Yeah. Um, you but, know what else, Rita? Yep. Weirder. You know what else? I like the fact, and I was, and you, did you see the crowd went wild when he said he's going to have to like do something with the DOJ and the FBI, like dismantle them a little bit and change things around because it's terrible. Everybody was on their feet and going crazy for that. But he, he covered all, everything and everything. He was fantastic. I don't know what Stan is talking about. <laughs> he's, you know, with, with, you know, you know what, when, what's his name? Uh, Biden went around now. I was, I was cringing. I said, I hope he doesn't embarrass us. I hope he doesn't embarrass us. I just thought, I hope he, he doesn't does. like shake hands with the air. You know, like remember when he turns around and he's like shaking hands and nobody's right there. It's, it's he, he, all I Rita, think about. Not, go ahead, Gina. Go Rita, ahead. Rita, Rita, he's such an embarrassment. Forget about it. He's a, he's an embarrassment. He's so destructive. It's crazy. We need President Trump. I can't even tell you like fresh air. It's unbelievable. He was great. I was very happy about it. And I really hope that um, everyone like really jumps on board with him because he's the one he he you know he has the experience he he showed that he was so fantastic for four years my goodness with all the harassment give you know so we have to like go with him that's how i feel he was well, great and and your point about the experience that's what's going to be really interesting judah thank you for the call um you know but you think about that message also saying here's what i've done here's what i can do um i think it's a formidable message too because you know, you look at some of them, and I call them kind of Trump lights. You know, um, acolytes, if you will, of Trump, because a lot of them are, and DeSantis is included in there, and some of the others are too. And some of them have had obviously great track records in their own right, but when you hear Trump and just how eloquent he is, and how personable he is, and what a great communicator he is, and also when he lists his accomplishments, he's got a great story to tell. And I will also say that as someone, I had dinner with him. I was with him just on Sunday night. Um, and I spoke to him. And you could see it in his eyes that he really loves this country. He gave a speech to a Jewish group that night, um, the Zionist Organization of America. And he was so laser focused about appreciating Israel, respecting Israel, fighting anti-Semitism, talking about the importance of the Abraham Accords, and also saying that he felt there was unfinished business, that there's more countries that could join those accords uh, that would bring better relationships with Israel and the Arab world. I mean, it was it was really profound, and it was very presidential as well. 
um, same tone almost that we saw tonight. And you see someone who deeply cares about this country and this world. And and you could see it in his eyes. There, there, there is, I don't think there is anything more than a deep love of country and seeing the country going down the tubes and saying, I'm ready to fight and do this again. Um, and I thought it was very, very inspiring. Let's go to Jennifer, uh, Boston, line five. Go ahead, Jen, your thoughts. Hey, Rita, you're just, you're so wonderful. The spirit, your love for the country, it touches my heart every time I hear you. Thank um, you. And you too. You know what? I love this country and I want the best and I want it to be, you know, I want it to be the beacon of the world that, that it, it always is, but it's been a little bit dim of late and I want yes, it to shine brighter. Exactly. And um, just real quick, I'm grateful for your dad. I, it touches me when you speak of him and our great troops rescuing him and the others and all Thank the good that, and how, how moved he was by that all his life and the remembrance he had. And he said, your dad certainly left us a great gift in you, but I'll speak briefly to Thank something. You. Like that. Um, he, Rita, you can say what you want about the band. For one thing, I think the people that hate Trump sadly look, hate Trump more than they love the country. Because when you look at what he did, he wasn't—he got us out of that horrible Iran nuclear deal. And there you have uh, Biden begging and having Russia at the table to renegotiate that, of all things, at this time. And you look at um, just what has happened with BB getting back in, all the good that could be done, you know, with BB getting back in over there as prime minister. So much yep. good could come of that. Um, but people won't look at it that way. Sadly, they, like I said, the disdain, someone like, like Stan, he will not see the good because he has such hatred for the man. He won't look at the policies. He won't look at the success. I went through it the other night with Dominic um, Carter and said, you know, people want to call him a racist. He did more good for the black community in this country, whether it's the lowest unemployment, you know, getting uh, the First Step Act, getting so many blacks out of jail because they were in for mostly drug charges on very long sentences. Absolutely. Criminal justice reform. He did a lot with that. Thousand percent, Jen. But you know what? You're right. They don't want to give him credit. But yet, you know, he was very much I mean, I think of Alice. Remember? um, uh, Yes, Alice Johnson, Johnson, like to me, epitomized. Um, and she's forever grateful to this president. But he was open to those with lesser offenses or giving those a second chance. Um, and then yet at the other hand, what I thought was really powerful about him, he also admitted strength to those who really did severe crimes that they knew they were going to pay a price. I mean, you know, and and you can bet that border, which to me, I, I've always said I felt the border being open is a dereliction of duty of this president and of Mayorkas, and the fact um, that they keep denying it's open, and we have had historic numbers. We just had the biggest number ever last month uh, for a single month of encounters. It's unbelievable. And, uh, you know, it was sort of that that combination of reaching out to other groups, making sure everybody was lifted up by President Trump, but yet, at the other hand, also emitting strength for the homeland and strength for our position overseas. Um, and think about all these countries that gave money to NATO, Uh, for NATO defense that they never did before because President Trump said, you know, why are we the only ones defending? Why why are we the only ones, you know, paying the lion's share of the U.N.? He demanded that a lot of these countries pay in and start paying their fair share. And guess what? They started to. That saved us billions upon billions of dollars. Um, So there's a lot that he can be touting right now, and it's the right thing to do for this country and also for the world.
Uh, Jen, thank you very much. You're terrific. We're going to continue with your calls, everybody. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. is the teen here on the show, the Eye of the Tiger. By the way, I was watching Rambo the other night. John Rambo. It was really good. I love that. We're going to keep it underneath because I love that because this could be Trump's theme song. He is the Eye of the Tiger. He is ready for the fight. He's ready to go back into the ring. And he just announced it just a little over an hour ago. We got to put it up. It's coming up in one second here. I love this. This is one of my favorites here. Trump said he is back in the ring. He is running for president. I would have bet a million bucks he was going to do it when I looked in his eye on Sunday night. He looked like a man on a mission. And here it is. And he said he is ready to fight for America again. And boy, is it going to be a drag out the next two years. Whether there will be other primary contenders against him, we don't know. But he is the first person to officially declare he is running for president in 2024, beating out the pack. I think it's a smart move. And he also said tonight that he wants everybody to vote for Herschel Walker. He didn't forget about what's happening in Georgia, saying get out and vote. I hope that he does also because people do have to get out and vote. It is so important, that race. As we're waiting to see, of course, what happens with the House, it looks like Republicans are going to take the House. They're just one seat away from getting it. Uh, Obviously, far ahead of the Democrats, it looks like they will get the House majority. Uh, But the Senate, as we know, will stay in Democratic hands, but every seat counts. And it's important to get everybody to get out and vote. So I thought it was positive. I thought it was right on the mark. Let's go to Thomas, line eight. Thomas, your thoughts about Trump tonight? Hey, Thomas. Call us back, Thomas. Yeah, hey, Rita, hey. Rita, I'm here, babe. I'm here, man. Oh, great, great night. Great night. You sound you sound elated, Thomas. What what did you think? Uh, he's got that eye of the tiger there. I got like twenty-five text messages from guys I think they're gonna paint their head themselves red and, and just write mackerel over themselves. And these guys are tough guys. They'll walk around New York City, they they don't care. What anybody thinks, none of this Clint Eastwood things, uh, go ahead and make my day. They don't care. They're great. Yep. And you know what? There, you could see the energy in the room. Nobody pulls out a crowd like him. And he said he's got the eye of the tiger. He is in for the fight. Donald Trump running again. We're going to talk about it after the break. This is the Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. Show presents Support Our Heroes. 
And in tonight's support, our hero segment here on the Rita Cosby Show, U.S. Army veteran Timothy Glantz Jr., 32 years old, was honored just a few days ago in Wellington, Florida, with a Purple Heart during Wellington's annual Veterans Day Parade and Ceremony. After 11 years of back and forth with the Army trying to resolve lost paperwork, Glantz stood in front of other former soldiers saluting him as he was recognized for his bravery. He served for six years. He entered the Army in July 2008 as a motor transport operator. And at just 19 years old, he was deployed with the 101st Airborne Division to forward operating base Fenty in Jalalabad, Afghanistan. He was attacked by multiple RPGs that struck his vehicle, and one of them sent a shockwave causing traumatic brain injury. He said, it whipped me around and cracked my head open inside of the truck. Uh, He is thankful to be alive, um, and he also said he is so thankful to the military and to this country. What a great, great American, and how beautiful that he was able to be honored with the Purple Heart and in front of a crowd of great, great patriots there in Wellington, Florida. Thank you for your service, Timothy Glantz, and of course to all of our great veterans. Um, We love being able to salute them every night here on the show, and of course their incredible families. Well, everybody, as you know, just a little bit ago, President Trump made the big announcement that indeed he is running again for president. Here it is when he made that proclamation. In order to make America great and glorious again, I am tonight announcing my candidacy for president of the United States. said that seeing what the current president has done in two years has broken his heart and he worries what America is going to look like after two more of this president. Joe Biden has intentionally surrendered our energy independence. There is no longer even a thought of dominance. And we are now begging for energy help from foreign nations, many of whom find us detestable. Our southern border has been erased, and our country is being invaded by millions and millions of unknown people, many of whom are entering for a very bad and sinister reason. And you know what that reason is. We will be paying a big price for this invasion into our country for years to come. Hundreds of thousands of pounds of deadly drugs, including very lethal fentanyl, are flooding across the now open and totally porous southern border. The blood-soaked streets of our once great cities are cesspools of violent crimes, which are being watched all over the world as leadership of other countries explain that this is what America and democracy is really all about. How sad. And how refreshing to hear a president basically say, yeah, our border is wide open and also fentanyl is a major problem. I think it's been shameful that our current president continues to deny, even today, the head of Homeland Security was before Congress 
It was like, yeah, no, the border's fine, and I'm not going anywhere. Was like arrogant, defiant, and you know, unrepentant about 5.5 million crossing under President Biden. Don't you think that's a problem? You know that you're not checking for their criminal records and fentanyl killing so many people. It was refreshing to see a president tell us what we can see with our own two eyes. The border is wide open. It's a security threat. And it was clear and it was concise. And it was from somebody who loves this country. And he also said, President Trump, when he made the announcement that he is running tonight, he also said that other countries that maybe have nefarious basically intentions against America, well, they would not dare cross the line when he was in power. Take a listen to how we describe that. Instead of jobs and factories leaving America for China, they were for the first time ever leaving China for America. Businesses were pouring back because of our historic tax and regulation cuts, the biggest in both categories in history, bigger even than what Ronald Reagan was able to produce, and he produced a lot. China, Russia, Iran, and North Korea were in check and respected. They respected the United States, and quite honestly, they respected me. I knew them well. I knew them well. And you look at the situation tonight, of course, the big breaking news, the other news is that a missile, a Russian-made missile, has believed to have hit inside Poland. That's NATO territory near the Ukraine border, about 15 miles or so from the Ukraine border. That's huge news uh, because the question is, was it an errant missile uh, that was meant because they have been raining down missiles over Kiev and all over Ukraine. They hit about 90 of them. Ukraine says they were able to deflect about 70 of them. But with a missile now hitting into NATO territory, if they can determine that it was intentional, was it an errant missile? We don't know. But either way, it just show how high the stakes are of what's going on in Ukraine, how close it is to a NATO territory of Poland especially that area. I know that area. I've crossed over from Poland into Ukraine. I know exactly. It's a very agricultural, rural area, thank goodness, um, because otherwise it could have been even more destructive. But still, that shows how sensitive and how high the stakes are right now and how important it is to have strong American leadership because one mistake could be disastrous. Take a listen. This is General Keith Kellogg, who was National Security Advisor and worked very closely, of course, with President Trump and others. And this is what he had to say about this Russian missile hitting now into NATO territory. This is how wars start. They start through miscalculations. Um, There's no such thing as a stray artillery round. I mean, that was clearly they knew where the target was. Clearly they were shooting out there. You know, when you're in artillery, you always create a buffer. You make sure that you don't have things like this happen. And when you start to shoot across a border, that is, if if it's not deliberate, it's close to being deliberate. So what should we do now? And how scary is it when you have weak American leadership? I contend, had President Biden not said, oh, if it's a minor incursion, maybe we won't really do anything with Russia. And what a surprise they crossed in. And President Trump, just a little bit ago, spotlighted the fact that when he was president, that didn't happen. And had he been president, 
he believes, and many people have said this across both sides of the aisle, Republicans and Democrats, that the war in Ukraine would not have happened by Russia, that Russia would not have dared to have done this under President Trump because they were worried what he would do, what he would say. And they clearly do not seem worried about President Biden, nor does China, based on the conversation that he had just a few days ago. Refreshing to see a real leader and somebody talking with clarity and strength and pride in this country. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Don, line five. Don, your thoughts about this. Hi, Rita. Pleasure. Uh, that woman is right. Uh, they hate Trump more than they love our country. Your caller, Stan, is a total moron. He must be in love with uh, Rule, Stephanie Rule, or he's in the stock market. That's the way I see it. And Trump's the best president in my lifetime, as far as I'm concerned. All right. Well, Don, thank you for your perspective about uh, Stan and everything else. And listen, I appreciate everybody's opinion. You, you heard I took Stan to task when he made it sound like Biden was the great orator. <laughs> that, that is clearly false. That's like a beep. That is definitely a false statement. And I never mind challenging Stan on that. Thank you very much. Uh, let's go to Jerry, line eight. Jerry, your thoughts. Yeah, hi, Rita. I liken this to a fight, uh, and Trump is already proven he's a world champion. He's the leader of the free world. He knocked Mrs. Clinton out. He put her down for a 10 count, and she was carried out on a stretcher figuratively. She didn't even show up for her after party. And let me tell you, they cried that night, and they're mostly afraid of him, and that's what we need. The person they're most fear, they fear him for the reason, because he is the leader of the free world. That's it. You know, you bring up a great point, Jerry, about about the underestimating of Trump, too, because Hillary Clinton that night on 2016, remember, they had the fireworks ready for New York. They were they were like they were flying over, popping the champagne. They were doing all this because they thought she had it in the bag. Um, I contend, Jerry, I said in 2016, he's going to win. I was one of the few people, actually, I remember uh, even at WABC, you know, our home station who said he's going to win. I said, no, for sure. I think he's going to win because I was traveling across the country and I went to the debates and did a whole bunch of the coverage and went to the conventions. And I would talk to like cab drivers or storekeepers. And every single one I talked to said, I like this guy. He's ready to take him on. I like he's going to fight for me. He's gonna, he's fighting for what I care about. He's not beholden to a political party. He's beholden to the American public. And, and I thought that that was a really powerful message And I think a lot of people underestimated Trump very much in 2016. Um, And I think uh, those who underestimate him now do it at peril, you know, because, uh, you know, never count Trump out. He is a fighter. You could see the fight in his eyes tonight and you can see that he is determined to win. He's going to give this 110 percent. And I do truly believe he is seeing America in such decline that he sees a moment to be able to turn it around in a big, big, big way. Jerry, thank you very much. Let's go to Denise, line five. Denise, your thoughts. Rita, I am absolutely thrilled, not surprised, but thrilled and energized that Trump is running again. However, I do feel that the fight starts now. And as Trump supporters, we need to unite. We need to be proactive to secure his win by holding our ground for the next two years against Biden and to fight against any obstacles, keep the 
doorways open for him and be a mirror image of him because he is showing perseverance and determination. And it's our responsibility to fight this with all our might to win the election with Trump. Now, Denise, let me ask you, with all the stuff that we've been hearing that, you know, maybe a DeSantis gets in the ring, maybe a Mike Pence might get in the ring. There's a lot of like kind of names floating out there. Do well, you I think we need to, that's what I was about I'm to ask sorry, you. Do you, you I, no, I, I, no what I'm thinking, Denise, is do you think um, that it will be a really uh, mudslinging primary or do you think by Trump getting in the ring, maybe some others might bow out and not even think about it? No, I think it's going to be mudslinging. And that's why I said the fight starts now. And I think it's time for us to to back Trump 100 percent to make sure and secure his win. And that means that we need to also be a part of this election, not just to put all the responsibility on Trump, but to be a part of the win, to fight against the mudslinging, to, to keep the, the pathway open to his win, to stand up for what we believe in and his vision and show the same determination and perseverance. I think it's going to be a tough fight. But if we believe in his vision and we deserve Trump, then we need to start the fight now and fight to win. And what do you think because, of what do you think yeah, yeah. of these others, the DeSantis and Pence? And what are your thoughts on those, Denise? I I think that DeSantis is a wonderful governor. I think he's pristine clean, so to speak. But I don't think that Trump is uh, uh, Trump is unique. He's a force not to be reckoned with, and I think that he has a certain energy and insight that no one can come close to. So I think DeSantis is great. I think he's a good governor. I think he's going to have his place going forward. But right now, we need Trump back in the office. Yeah, he was on fire tonight. I I agree. You know, when you see him tonight, I thought he was at his best tonight. I thought he was like, uh, you know, so presidential, so crisp, so clear. And and it, it makes people think if he can, again, I've been using this phrase tonight because I really firmly mean this, Denise, that if he can stay in this lane and kind of keep this message that he was tonight, uh, he's unbeatable. But he has to stay on message, stay positive, stay focused, you know, hit the barbs, but hit it at the Democratic Party, um, but stay optimistic and stay concrete of what he will do for America, what he's done, what he will do. And just stay big and stay presidential. And I thought he looked that tonight. He just has to keep that pace. Uh, Denise, thank you very much. Let's go to Phil, line two. Phil, your thoughts about this? Hi, good evening, Rita. Uh, the deal is this. Trump would not have made his announcement except for three things that, that pushed him on. First of all, the Republicans are taking the House. Second of all, Bibi Netanyahu is back in play. The third thing, which is very important, is that the feds are not going to indict him or uh, prosecute on Mar-a-Lago. These are the uh, the uh, news bites that I collected all day long. Uh, the, the point is Trump's. Well, and, of- and Phil, Phil, I got to take exception with the last one because I'm not clear that they're not going to. Well, I, I've heard it on four major networks. You know, I've gotten I've gotten some stuff on tape, and I've gotten some stuff on on the internet, and I've gotten stuff from CNBC. I got it from, uh, from I think Fox. It was very brief, but the point is. 
that they're they're declining on that because there's nothing there. There's really nothing there, and we all know that because if there was something really hardcore there, if there had been some top secret stuff that he was not entitled to, he'd be he'd be in handcuffs and leg leg cuffs and eleven work. Well, okay. and and Phil and Phil, hang on. The only reason I bring this up is we heard the other day from President Biden, like he basically said, "Oh, I don't know if Trump's going to be able to run if it's in the Constitution." So, in other words, he. You could tell Biden's on a mission to try to get him indicted some way, somehow, some anyway. I mean, I don't think it's going to deter Trump in any form, but I'm just saying to you that they still seem determined to find some way. The Democrats, if they if they had to sell their their grand, I, I hate to say this, I really do, but I have to. If they had to sell their grandchildren into sexual exploitation to go, go after Trump, they would do it. These are evil people, very bad people. They're corrupting innocent young children as young as age five or six years old in schools. They're, they're harming elderly people with these, these price fluctuations on their medical coverage. I mean, the point, the point being with Trump, getting back to Trump more importantly, is that who is going to be his running mate? He didn't even give a hint on that. It's going to take him a year to figure out who he's going to run with. And yep. he's got to be very careful because if he, he, DeSantis will not be his running mate. And, of course, we know that uh, his former VP cannot run with him. He wants no part of Trump. Trump will have to ferret out somebody who is capable and that he could trust. I mean, this this stuff with Pence, it was awful. Okay, Pence basically shoved a a shiv in his back uh, when it came over on January 6th. The, The point is, my concern is that the people of this country are the problem. It's not the voting system. It's the fact that people are so easily persuaded and misled with this all this red wave, red wave nonsense that they said, why bother voting? It's a done deal. No, it ain't. We're lucky if we had a red drizzle. OK, it's that close. We're very fortunate that we even got the House. Which is which is why, Phil, I have always said whoever is going to challenge the Democrats, uh, uh, clearly Trump um, and maybe others, you need a fighter. Because they're in it for everything, um, and they will do anything to win. In the sense that you see all the efforts and all the money, um, and just everything they have done. And the one thing, though, that that Trump did bring up was how many uh, votes that Republicans did get. I mean, they did get a lot of votes um, in the last midterm. They didn't do as well, clearly, in terms of the red wave, but they had a lot of people come out in some locations, not in all, as you bring out. But he clearly is someone who's going to say, get out and vote. And he also brought out, you know, I'd like to see it one day. I'd like to see voting ID. Um, You know, I'd like to see integrity in the voting process. And so he's certainly somebody who can galvanize people to get to the polls. And people realize uh, those who didn't go last time, um, are definitely a lot of people having buyer's remorse. And I think he can send that message. You need someone who's going to galvanize the crowd uh, and also take the fight. And he may be one of the only ones uh, that can do that. We're going to continue your calls. Phil, thank you. Great to hear from you. 1-800-848-9222. The Rita Cosby Show. To be the man, you got to beat the man. I think this is a little uh, Judas Priest. You got another thing coming. 
And that was my buddy Ric Flair there. Wait, here it is. Sounds like Trump. And that was his message just a little bit ago from Mar-a-Lago. How cool that we also had tonight Boris Epstein, the senior advisor to the president, literally minutes after that major announcement coming down. And Trump is in it to win it. 1-800-848-9222. 1-800-848-9222. Let's go to Tony in Clifton. Go ahead, Tony, line seven. Read a great show. I don't want to say anything your other uh, listeners said, but the one thing that really struck me was we have seen so much corruption, not only in how President Trump was treated and everyone connected with him, not only in our voting system. And I've had in my mind these past few weeks, I always look to president to sort of give me inspiration. And Teddy Roosevelt was amazing. And I was hoping that he would channel into Trump tonight to President Trump, and he did, because President Trump put in such a such a wave of cleanup, of corruption, of insider trading. He just said it very softly, but he carried a big stick like Teddy Roosevelt, and he's going to be cleaning up. And that was what I was looking to hear from him. Yeah, you because- heard that. that. Actually, that's a really interesting analogy, Tony, because you're right. It was sort of like peace through strength. Uh, you need to be clear. You need to be forceful. He also talked about unity. He said, listen, I'm going to be a president for all Americans, uh, but I'm not going to tolerate anybody disparaging this country and disrespecting America or making our borders uh, wide open. Uh, so I thought there was a really great tone of messages about we're all in this together. Uh, real quick, let's go to Mike. Line six, Mike, real quick, your thoughts. Hey, how you doing? Thanks for taking my call. I thought the president was great. He did a great job. You, you, he spoke, and you understood what he said. And not like Biden. Biden just talks and says words. He meant what he said. He spoke. He just like he, like he was when he was president. Yep, you're right. He sounded clear, crisp, presidential, and he's got the eye of the tiger, as we were talking about earlier in the show. He is in it to win it. The Rita Cosby Show on the Red Apple Podcast Network. This is Greg Kelly for Priority Gold. What does it mean to be America's precious metals dealer? It means that you're in touch with the hearts and minds of those who love this country, value our freedom, and want to protect the future. Priority Gold is that precious metals dealer. They've helped thousands of Americans back their retirement with solid gold and silver. Call Priority Gold at 888-506-6439. Receive free shipping, free storage, a free investment guide, and one of the best purchase experiences in the industry. Call now or go to PriorityGold.com.